Potential, potential, potential. Such a dangerous thing. But before I get into it, let's get to my theme music. This is Young Jeffrey, The Young Jeffrey Show, and uh, today we have a special episode for you guys. Today we're going to talk about potential. Uh, we're going to talk about self-improvement. We're going to talk about potential we have within ourselves. We're going to talk about potential as far as people dating potential. Um, it's a lot of different layers to this topic, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. Um, first of all, I know it's been you know like five, six weeks since the last episode. We had a lot going on. In life, I'm still battling the flu. Uh, been flying around a lot. A lot of times, I've been just not near my computer, to be honest with you. But um, we are now back in full effect. Uh, so I thank you guys for your patience. I know a lot of people uh, will DM me, send me questions and topics that they want to hear spoken about. Um, I've been away from the podcast for a while, but I think it's made me stronger. Uh, I think it's made me wiser. I think it's created a bank of material for me to come back with. So, you know, that's that's always a good thing to get a refresher, you know. So potential. Now, a lot of people don't necessarily know how to gauge potential. I'm going to start with potential that we see or may not see within ourselves. We don't see ourselves the way other people see us. You know, I'm saying that again. We don't see ourselves the way people outside of us see us. Your mom sees you away. Your dad sees you away. Your spouse sees you away. Your kids see you away. The people at your job see you away. You know, everybody sees you a different way. And what it is, is that they may or may not see a gift in you. They may or may not see a higher ceiling for you. Than you see for yourself. So, for example, you may think that your limit is at a seven, right? And somebody else comes up to you and say, "You know what, man? You're anointed. You, you X, Y, and Z. Da, da, da. I think your ceiling is at eleven. You know. So now you're forced to look and reassess and say, "Wow, maybe, maybe I am better than what I think I am. You know. And so then you go out and you strive for more. You pursue more. And you end up being higher than a seven. You may not be 11 like they thought, but you might be a nine. And isn't that better than what you originally thought that you were? Of course it is. Potential is one of those things where it's hard to gauge. But potential is something that influences our decisions all the time. When you go in for a job interview and they look at your resume, and they look at your references, and they look at your you know experiences and look at the way you carry yourself and how you speak and everything like that. They make a decision based on the potential that you bring to the table in order to complete that job going forward, right? So they're they're basically hiring you off of your references or what people saying about you, your experiences. Is it related experience? Is it related 
Do you have related job experience as far as this job in particular? And maybe this person has great potential and could bring great bring great things to this company. They're hiring you off of potential. They don't know you. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't know you. So they're basically going off what you present to them. And that's they're making an executive decision based on that and only that. So what I like to tell people is that you have to be a good presentation, right, to get in the door. And then once you get in the door, you have to put in the work and you have to be consistent. Because you can't just get the job off potential and then be like, all right, I, I'm in now. Don't put in any work. Don't have any effort to get better. You're not. You're inconsistent. You're not showing up. You're not presenting, presenting yourself well. You're not bringing, you know, using the brand as a shield and protecting that shield and presenting yourself as a walking billboard for the company. You're not doing any of that. You just got in the door based on potential and then you're just going to ride off in the sunset. It's not, how, it's not how it works. Once you get the opportunity, that's just a job. Once you get the job, you got to put in the work. It's like an artist. A lot of y'all's favorite artists, you may see them crying on Instagram talking about, yeah, you know, I, I fucked my label, fuck my, you know, my producers and everybody's, you know, trying to shit me out of my money. And I'm, I'm going to fire all my managers and agents and everything like that. They're having issues because they got into this game thinking that it was just off of their talent. It was off of their potential. It's not based off their potential. It's based off the work that they put in once they get in to the music business because it's a music business it's not music talent if it was based off talent there would be so many new artists that you wouldn't even know that are out here and they're talented they can sing they can rap all of that right but they're not the forefront because for one that's not what the market demands right now their their gift is not what the market demands right now it's not what people want to hear two it's because they don't necessarily have the machine behind them to push them to be as big as some of the artists that we know and love today, right? So it's hard to get to those certain spots, right? It's hard to get to those certain spots without people behind you pushing you, giving you that stimulus package to be bigger than you already are on your own, right? So, and then another reason, another reason why a lot of your artists, favorite artists are upset or whatever is because they realize that, wow, me getting a record deal, it's just a job. It's just a job. Now I actually got to do the work. You know, as I it, now I actually got to do the work. You know, I got to recoup all this money that they gave me. You know, I got to make sure that I stay on top. I got to make sure that I get some hit records. I got to make sure that my album, you know, at least sells decent. You know, I got to make sure people streaming my shit. Because if not, then what good is a record deal if I'm not doing anything and moving records? Once you get in the door, then you got to put in the work. Because at the end of the day, that's just a job. That's just opportunity. It's opportunity. Now, potential in yourself. Let me give you an analogy. How do you how do you assess yourself? I always tell people aim super high, above and beyond, out of space, out of here. Aim super. Super duper high, right? Because if you aim high, you may not you may not always reach that, but you'll reach a lot higher 
than you would if you were just going on with your everyday mundane life, playing it safe, not really aiming at all. You'll be much higher than that. You know, and that's what I want for people. You know, if you know that you can run a mile today, now you can just go and get on a treadmill today and run a mile, then aim for three miles. You know, why not? You know, because what happens is if you know you can run a mile and then you get on a treadmill and run a mile, you know you can run a mile and your body knows that you can run a mile. So your body has already adapted to you running a mile. So you're not going to get tired. You're not going to get tired up to that mile. Then you're going to see the treadmill say one mile and then you're going to get off. You didn't even work because you didn't overexert yourself at all. You didn't exert any energy. You just got up there and did what you always did. And that's not you're not going to see any changes in your body because your body has already adapted to the exercise. So you are just running a mile. That's basically a warm up for you. You know. Aim for three miles. And let's say you get one point seven. Now you've almost doubled what you went into the gym saying that you were going to do. It's not three miles. But it's point seven more than you said. Then next time, you know that I can push for two because today I got 1.7. So that's what life is. Always trying to push yourself a little bit further every time because that's how you ultimately get to where you want to be. Potential, how you gauge potential is it's a beautiful thing because it's hard. And when it comes to dating, it's hard. Excuse me, I got a cough. <coughs> When it comes to dating, it's really hard. The reason why is because a lot of people always say things like you shouldn't, you never date potential, never marry potential, never. But I disagree. And here's why. We are humans and humans are forever evolving. We may not always be evolving at an exponentially higher rate than everybody else, but we're always evolving. We're always changing. Our moods change. Our abilities change. Our skill sets change. The people we meet change. Our environments change. Everything's always changing. So if we're changing and our circumstances are changing all the time, we're not going to always be the same people. So if we're not always going to be the same people, then regardless of whether or not you catch me now or you catch me five years from now, you're going to be catching a different person. So when people say you shouldn't marry potential, I think that's too vague of a of, of a statement. That doesn't tell the whole story. You, you're always going to be dating potential because I always have super duper potential to be much greater than I am right now. You know what I'm saying? So what I would say is, I would take it a step further. I wouldn't say don't date potential. I would say date potential with great projection. See, you have to be kind of like a meteorologist. A meteorologist, they have a meter and they have a map and they have things to show them and to print them out a forecast, right? So a poor a forecast basically gives them an idea of what's coming in your area. And then they give you a percentage of how they feel about it. Well, there's a 60% chance of precipitation. There's a 40% chance 
chance of sleet. There's a 35% chance of snow or whatever, right? They're making their projection based on what they see. It's not necessarily 100% guaranteed that it's going to happen, but they make a very educated guess and a projection based off of what they see. That's what women have to do with men. That's what men have to do with women. You have to be able to make good projections based off of your experiences for one for what you've seen in the past and how you've seen this quote-unquote movie play out in the past you have to make projections based on that projections based on what you see from the person how they speak how they carry themselves the things that they speak on the things that they're interested in the things that they have shown you that they want to basically do in their future um have they learned from some of the mistakes that they made in the past all these things will come out in conversation. You know, look at their life now, you know, and look where look at where their life was or where they said it was. And do you see the road that they're on now? Do you see that road becoming much greater? Now, the way that you can see that is basically them having a plan. That's all it is. This is having a plan. Do they in their conversation do they sound like they have a plan? Do they present said plan to you? Do they say, well, yeah, you know, I'm in, currently in school. I plan to graduate in May. Da, 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 da. Um, after that, I plan to go, you know, go to law school or I plan to do X, Y, and Z, get this license over here, take this test, whatever, you know, and then I, I'm, you know, I'm going to work for this company, da, 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 you know, have some leads over here, have a couple connections over here. Hopefully it shakes out, have internships scheduled for next fall, whatever their plan is, they're going to, they're going to be passionate about it. They're going to be passionate about the things that they have going, the things that they have in motion. If they're one of those people, then you can make a pretty solid projection of where they will be because they're focused. They're laser focused on their goals. They're currently in the midst of their goals. They're not just talking about it. You can actually see them in school. You can actually see them applying to take tests. You can actually see them going to an internship. You can actually see them working on the side or having a side hustle or e-commerce or whatever. You can see the plan in action. You can make a solid projection based on that and their potential. When when people say don't marry potential or don't date potential, they're talking about you trying to change that person or you falling in love with what they could be and not necessarily where they're headed. See, there's a difference. What I'm talking about is projections. What I'm talking about is making solid projections and making good, solid decisions based on a plan. When people say don't don't date potential, they're talking about don't fall in love with what you feel they can be in your head. Because that's not going to, that, that, that gives you, that doesn't help you at all. I'm going to be honest with you there. Now, I do agree with that half of the statement. They are going to be who they make themselves to be based on the resources that they have. Right. So you have to be able to make solid projections based on that. If they have no plan, if they're talking crazy, if they really don't do much action, they just kind of talk every day and you don't see a plan in motion, you can make a pretty solid projection that they're probably not going to go very far unless something drastically changes in the future. Don't date that. Don't date that. Action, plan, belief, laser focus, solid projection is, cool, I can date this person. Because this person 
not only loves me, not only cares for me, only want, not only wants to be with me, not only makes me feel special, but they have a plan. And the plan is in action. And I can see the plan. I can make a pretty solid projection that this great this is greatness is upon this person. No plan, no action, no focus. That's not a solid projection. So I think you get the pattern here, right? I think you know the ingredients of solid projection and not a solid projection, right? I'm going to give you um, an example right here when it comes to your self-belief. So I think you guys got the dating tip. Uh, when it comes to self-belief, um, I, know, I don't know how many dog lovers we have out there. I just recently became a lover of dogs. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say lover. All right, now I'm a, I'm a I'm a strong liker of dogs. I don't have a dog, so I'm not a dog lover. I don't think I can call myself a dog lover. I used to be scared of dogs. I used to be terrified of dogs. I used to be so scared of dogs that if you had a dog at your house, I would text you or call you before I came over and say, "All right, I'm on my way. Make sure your dog put up." And then I pull up. And then I'm five minutes out. I'd be like, "All right, you know, is, is your dog up now?" I'm five minutes out, and I pull up. Before I get the car, I hit you up again, like the third time. I had him here. But before I walk up, it's your dog up. I was terrified of dogs. Absolutely terrified of dogs. But I got over my fear of dogs because one time um, I was in college. And uh, my boy, Devante, he got a dog. He had a, got a dog in the house. I was, I was terrified. I didn't want to tell him I was terrified, but I was terrified. And... Uh, one day he was gone, but the dog was out, like, roaming around the apartment. And so I got home from class one day, and I was there by myself with the dog. And, and you know, he, the dog already had his food out and water and all that good stuff. Um, so I was just, it was just, I walked in, and it was just me getting the dog. And I was looking at the dog. The dog was looking at me. I was like, damn, what the hell, what the hell am I supposed to do? So I walked up to the dog, and I just started petting the dog. It was, at this point, it was, I mean, I guess it was a puppy at this point, but petting a puppy. And um, I was like, this ain't that bad. And then every day, I kind of got started getting over the fear. I was petting it, playing with it. Every now and again, I'd take it out if it hadn't been taken out yet, you know, so it could pee and poop, whatever you want to do, you know. And just seeing that that puppy grow into a dog, and then it got to, it became a big dog. Like you know, six months later, it was big as hell. And I was like, well, "Damn, this is crazy," you know. And it became I got over my fear of dogs that way. Basically, a dog being implemented into the house. So, um, but anyway, the, the analogy that I'm making is that dogs get fleas, and of all the insects in the world. Fleas have the highest vertical jump. Fleas can, fleas can leap thirty six inches. That's a lot. You know, um, if you're in the NBA and you can leap thirty six inches, and you got some height on you, then that's really that's really solid. That's really solid. It's not forty, forty five, fifty, but thirty six inches is pretty solid. So. If you're a small, think about how small a flea is, right? A flea hopping 36 inches is 
abstract. That is really, really high. What a lot of people do is they'll get fleas and they'll put them in mason jars. Oh, we're catching fleas, whatever. So if you put a flea in a mason jar, the flea is still going to attempt to jump 36 inches or close to that as they can, right? But eventually the flea is going to hit the top of the mason jar. Pow, pow, pow. After a while, the flea realizes it's silly, right? So the flea, then instead of hitting the top of the mason jar, it goes up high enough to where it doesn't hit the mason jar anymore and it comes back and levels out. Comes back, comes back, jumps again, comes back, jumps again. That doesn't hit the top of the mason jar now because it knows the ceiling now. It knows that it's not, it can't jump its full potential anymore, right? So it's just going all the way to the top and coming down. Going to the top and coming down. If you ever open the top, the flea will then jump, but it won't jump to the top, right? The flea will jump. But it won't jump to the top of where the mason top was. It'll just jump all the way up to that area and then come back down. Because it's been conditioned to have a ceiling. In life, we've been conditioned to give ourselves a ceiling. We've been conditioned to say, well, I'm worth this much money a year. I'm worth this car. I'm worth to live in this space. I'm worth to have this job. I'm 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 worth this person. I can't I can't do any better than this. I'm worth this body that I walk around with. I can't do any better with this than this body. I'm not, I can never lose that last 25, 30 pounds. You know, I don't I don't have the discipline. I know myself. I you know, I I just can't focus for that long. I I'm not going to go back and get my masters because I I'm just I'm not that smart. I'm not that great in school. I can't. We give ourselves limitations. You know, and that's very common because everybody does it. So it's not like I'm talking to a specific group. I'm talking to everybody. Everybody gives themselves limitations. Everybody gives themselves a ceiling. Very, very, very few people. And I'm talking about the one percent actually reach their full potential. And they're not even at their full potential. They're just a lot further than everybody else. But. Potential is largely based on yourself, largely on what you believe that you can accomplish. If you don't believe that you can make things happen, you won't make things happen. If you don't believe that you have a lot of potential, then you don't have a lot of potential. If you don't believe that you can get on that treadmill and run behind, run beyond one mile, then you're going to run one mile. And then you're going to get off. And then tomorrow you're going to come back and run another mile. You're not going to push yourself and aim for three and get 1.7. And then aim for three again. Aim for three and a half and get 2.1. Aim for 3.8 and get 2.4. And progressively aim high and still exponentially get better each time. We're only really operating at that 40%. We're only really operating at that 40%. You've heard this from, you know, the greats out there. You know, David Goggins, you know, Will Smith. We're walking around, we're operating at that 40% because, believe it or not, we all have talent. We all have gifts. 
And God just placed it in us. It's not something that we got to look for it, where we have to look for it. It's not under a rock. You know, it's basically we all have a gift. He just gave it to us, right? Our job is to identify a gift, right? Identify a gift, write down and make a vision for what we want and how we want to go about this gift, right? And then make it happen. Make it happen. You know, we all have gifts. Your gift is what you do the greatest with the least amount of effort. Your gift is what you do the greatest with the least amount of effort. Right? Some people can just get behind a microphone and sing their ass off. I can't do that. That's not my gift, right? Some people can rap. Some people can, you know, solve equations very well. Some people are great with tech. Some people are going to med school or in med school and are doing very well. Some people are in pharmacy school. Some people want to be nurses. Some people, there's so many things, so many talents, so many gifts out there. Some people have the gift to speak. My gift is to take information and to make it somewhat comical, but also make it plain and simple and feed it to other people and to inspire other people with that information. So it's in a way, it's kind of like giving you the medicine through the candy. That's my gift. So I can take a very, very, very complex and serious matter and condense it down to where it's somewhat funny and somewhat easy to digest for you. But at the same time, later on, you think about it, you're like, whoa, that was actually pretty serious. This guy was actually talking about breast cancer, but he made it feel, you know, light. He made it feel a lot easier to digest. That's my gift in life. My gift is to inspire people with information that is otherwise difficult, but making it a lot easier to digest and making it a lot easier to take in because of the sense of comedic relief that I can provide. That's my gift. So when you once I identified my gift, I said, well, how can I? you know, inspire people, you know, so I started a podcast, I talk, I speak on Instagram a lot, you know, I'm starting a YouTube channel, um, I talk to people every single day, um, whether it's at work or whether it's, you know, out and about, you know, people that I meet on a daily basis, I try to give them words of wisdom, things that I've learned, I don't know everything, but things that I do know, I like to share it, you know, I like to share it, so, where I want to lead today is, you know, identify your gifts. When it comes to dating, be a meteorologist. You have to make solid projections. Don't just go with vague statements. Don't just go with memes. <laughs> look at what you see. Do your homework. Look at backgrounds. Look at references, right? Make solid projections off the presentation. Don't just go with vague statements and memes. You know, focus, time management, you know, plan, action. You can make a pretty solid projection based on that. No plan, no action, no focus, nothing. You can make a pretty solid projection based on that as well. When it comes to your self-improvement, your gift in life is what you do the greatest 
with the least amount of effort. Right? Your potential, remember, your potential is much higher than that 40% that you're operating on every day. A lot of people are operating on 40% of their potential because they have talent. But you're much greater than you give yourself credit for. Potential is dangerous because potential is also known as ain't did shit yet. So it's dangerous. But at the same time, we all have it. But what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? You know? A lot of people walk around every day. They don't know what they're going to do with their lives. They don't know if they they, well, they don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they believe they can do. They're going off what people tell them. Or they're going off what people are willing to give them. Or they're going off what the world is willing to give them. Potential is great. But don't be the flea in the mason jar. Don't be the flea in the mason jar. Don't give yourself a ceiling. You know? If a flea can jump 36 inches, why operate at 10 inches? If a flea can jump 36 inches, highest of all insects, why be a flea in the mason jar and give yourself a ceiling? And then look back at 67, 68, telling your grandkids, man, don't don't be like me. Make sure you go out there and do what you want to do now. Make sure you do But you didn't do it. And your mama didn't do it, and her mama didn't do it. So your kid is going based off history. Your kid is like, well, my dad got a job. My granddaddy got a job. And they worked and they got retirement. That's probably what I'm going to do. It's not a guarantee, but it's probably what I'm going to do. My mom didn't travel that much. So I'm not going to travel like that. My dad didn't have a whole lot of money. so My mom drove a Honda, so I guess I just, I guess I can at least get a Honda. You're, giving your, you're putting yourself in a mason jar without even knowing it. Potential. 